This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and ThisPipeLife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? Dude, I'm great. I'm doing well. Uh, hey, how was your trip to uh, How was your trip to uh, San Francisco? Yo, dude, yeah, San Francisco, then Los Angeles. It was uh, it was a blast, man. Unfortunately, you know, we we talked about uh, wanting to do kind of a meetup out that way, and uh, schedules did not align. Unfortunately, at the uh, near the end, but yeah, it was it was a blast. Uh, I'd never been out to California, and, uh, and oh, is that right? Yeah, and uh, you know, for me, the <laughs> the big takeaway, aside from just a bunch of great meetings and and some wonderful things that that kind of happened there on a on a professional level, uh, was I busted out my Pokemon Go app. <laughs> And discovered that, like in California, or specifically San Francisco, they've got new features geo locked to that area. Yeah. So I was playing a version of the game that like no one else in the world has, unless like, unless you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I was uh, right. I was taking screenshots That's and really sending cool. them to Caleb the intern and being yeah. like, ha ha, you know, <laughs> rocking it along. But uh, yeah, man, it was uh, it was really interesting. Um, Beautiful part of the world, huh? You know, there's a there's a lot going on. Yeah, uh, very busy. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco in particular was just um, just a lot going on. There's just an energy there. There's tons of people. You know, like when you're mm-hmm. when, when you've grown up kind of in central Mississippi and, and the surrounding areas. You know, our our definition of a lot of people. I mean, it's very relative. Oh, look, there's must be a sale on at Target. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And so, like, you know, it was just jam packed. But then on the flip side, like, you go to uh, L.A. and they, you know, obviously uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in L.A. as well. But it's all very much siloed. Like in San Francisco, yeah, I feel like, sure. like everybody's yeah. all kind of jammed together. Right. Uh, and you have kind of like all of these different uh, kind of cultures coming together and, and very much in kind of that Silicon Valley uh, tech mindset. But uh, in L.A., it's just, you know, I don't know. We walked the streets of L.A. for for a little bit looking for brunch one morning. And I, I kind of felt like it was a little bit of a ghost town. Yeah. Yeah, it was just it, it was a complete flip. And so, Isn't that interesting? you know, in our yeah. minds, we're so far away. We, we kind of, at least I do this or yeah. was doing this. I was painting California with one big broad brush stroke. And man, it's such a diverse state. It's, it's And yeah. it stretches like the entire like side yeah. of the country. So like, you know, when we got to San Francisco, I was thinking, oh, you know, it's going to be bright, sunny and warm, but no, right. it's chilly and freezing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Then we head down to LA and I'd been bundling up. I was like, oh no, now we're warm again. And now so, we're, yeah. It's uh, anyway, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was great experience. Man, and, that's uh, awesome. Did you got to connect with some other podcasters and stuff like that? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. The, uh, so we were, we, we went to, uh, the whole reason we were going was for LA Podfest, which is a big podcast convention. Uh, yeah, really great. I got to meet, uh, uh Will Wheaton, which is uh, a guy that's big in the podcast community. He yeah. was on the old Star Trek show. Uh, Will Wheaton. In, in my mind, <laughs> Will you know, I, no, no, no offense to Will Wheaton, but I feel like the only reason why he's in the public consciousness is because of that uh, Family Guy joke. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I did get a chance to meet him. Bill Hader was there. Um, th- this guy who was in Deadpool, he was the bartender in Deadpool. I can't remember his name. But he's a comedian. Uh, he's kind of uh, got a big following in the podcast world too. Yeah, so he yeah. was there as well. So yeah, really, it was a good, uh, good turnout. Um, but beyond the Night Vale or something like that, which is another big podcast. They did a live show. Um, uh, Briar, my co-founder for Satchel, uh, he's a big fan of them. So he was able to sit in on that and, uh, I met the folks who uh, do criminal and a uh, lot, lot of great stuff. So yeah, it, yeah. It, if you're into podcasting, if that's kind of your, your, your scene, then you're like, Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. It like, sounds like a, a big con for that. Yeah. yeah. The very, the rest yeah. of everybody else is like, all right, get on with the bike. <laughs> <laughs> that's great though, man. I'm glad y'all, I'm glad y'all had a good time. Yeah. Uh, I know you're exhausted. You actually uh, flew back into Jackson, got in uh, oh, man. like basically this morning and did not sleep last night. Yeah. So you, you're going to be comatose uh, in about three hours. Plus like you lose time too. We, we flew no, out. That's not fair at all. At midnight yeah. last night, like we were working from noon to midnight, and then we flew from California into Dallas, and we arrived in Dallas this morning at six, and then we hopped a plane to Jackson and got into Jackson at eight o'clock. So literally, I've not had much sleep in the last forty-eight hours. I, I've, well, you look like it. I'm yeah, just kidding. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do. It reminds me, like I, I haven't been living off of this less sleep since no, the kids it's were born. Okay, it looks like you've you know showered and powdered your nose and all that kind of stuff. Does so, it really? Yeah. Does it really? Isn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. What about you, man? I've been gone for a week. What you been up to? Man, got a lot going on around the old pipe shop here. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, we've talked in the past about uh, you know, kind of summertime being our sleep lower time of year but mm. dude it's been straight up busy like I, i'm just thrilled because it's been really really steady so we've been uh just rocking and rolling uh here around the shop which is nice so yeah um yeah a couple things uh going on around here on october 15th 
uh, exciting news. We've got our annual Jackson Pike Night. So um, October 15th, uh, It's um, I think that's the second Saturday in October, just in a couple weeks here. But uh, it'd be $20 for Pipe Club members to get in, uh, Magnolia Pipe Club members. It'll be uh, $25 for um, uh, just, you know, Every, for normies, for for for, for, <laughs> for you normies out there, but uh, right. be right here at the Country Squire, and um, maybe we're going to do our long smoke competition. We'll have live music and uh, food, and and all the other good stuff that goes along with it. So, um, really excited about it this year. Um, is sponsored by Rocks Pipes and Monjure International. All right. Um, will there be a Rocks Pipe up for grabs? There will of some shape. And description, but oh, we, we don't know what it is. We yet. haven't nailed it down yet. Oh yeah. man! <laughs> but there will be um, will be rocks pipe, and we've also uh, Steve Monjour, who uh, is the uh, one of the American reps for uh, Ardor pipes, Ronaldo, Brebbia, uh, just some really high high end brands. Steve has agreed to uh, give us a just a beautiful. Uh, pipe as well as a as a gift for the um uh for the event so we're really excited about that and i look forward to seeing you there so that's on october 15th october and, 15th yep and in, in a couple of days you'll be able to actually get on the country squire and purchase a ticket if you want to do that oh so, man look yep. at you don't we have some other announcements? Oh, coming in October? Yeah. Uh, there, there does seems seem like there's something going on. Kind of near the end of October. I feel like there was something going on. Hall- but- is it Halloween? No. No, no, no. That's not it. That's not it. You know what? I think it is. All Saints Day. No, mm. no, that's not it either. That's not it either. Although you could dress up for this, because what we're talking about, of course, is Country Squire Radio live from New Orleans. Ow! It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Are you going? You should be. It's I'm gonna going. Be, it's going to be incredible. Dude, we're doing it at the, uh, the Cigar Factory uh, out in New Orleans in the French Quarter, the yeah. historic French Quarter. It's going to be beautiful if you've never been to the the, uh, the cigar factory before it's it's awesome they're actually hand rolling cigars like this is uh, you know just to paint the picture of you know you get the the french quarter with all of the culture and the food and the music and you walk into this open uh cigar bar and shop where uh on either side of you you got guys lining up uh, up and down the rolls rolling cigars and right there in the it's back incredible. Yeah. it's gonna be us we're gonna have a table we're gonna have the country squire radio logo we'll have the webcam going the, the we'll actually have speakers that'll be blasting our voices out into the the stratosphere it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be incredible so you're gonna want to be there for this uh because uh, along with that we're hoping to do obviously obviously uh, hoping to do a, a long smoke competition with the new orleans pipe club as well going to go out see the city this is really a good it's like a family reunion and in a way that that is going to be like unlike any other family reunion you're, you're going to want to be there for this i think it's going to be a lot of fun yeah, yeah. Uh, again that is happening on october 22nd uh so make your plans come on down join us uh we we need some kind of tracking system i, I suppose i should probably get some sort of you're gonna have to show me how you put tickets up on the website because i'm a meet up or that. something yeah no yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. figure that we out. gotta figure yeah. all that out but uh it's gonna be a lot of fun so uh plan on it october 22nd new orleans it's gonna be great we hope to see you there. Yeah, man. Exciting. You gotta, gotta be there and you gotta make sure that uh, that you're prepared. You know, you can't just like wander in there like you didn't sleep all last night like me. No, I was gonna say like preparation, does that mean that like you give your liver a rest for like a week and a half before? Well, like- that's <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But you know, you mentioned about how clean cut I look and how I look yeah. spry even though I didn't sleep all night. Right. You know right. what I, you know what's fueling me right now? Yeah, what what's that? Bean fruit coffee. Oh, bean fruit coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, bean fruit coffee. If you haven't tried it yet, you absolutely need to. Uh, you know, if this is funny. I was thinking about this earlier, but of course, beanfruit.com, use the code CSR for 5% off. Yep. Uh, I was thinking about how we drink coffee and how, you know, I, I don't mean to insult. I don't mean this to come across as like I'm insulting people who like specialty, uh, like espresso drinks and mochas yeah, and yeah, lattes. Exactly. But I almost feel like a lot of that comes from like, oh, coffee. How can I make it not taste like coffee? Right. If you're somebody who likes the taste of coffee, then you're going to love bean fruit coffee. <laughs> you like, will. like literally the notes that you pull out of it is unlike anything else that's out there. We're talking a roaster who is a super geek when it comes to finding the uh, the best flavors. Now, you know, you can add your cream if you want to. I'm not judging, but. I'm saying that if you like coffee, this is the coffee for you. So again, beanfruitcoffee dot or beanfruit.com. Use the code CSR, get yourself five percent off at checkout and help this show happen. And it helps the show. Absolutely, man. And happening on the show tonight, we are doing another top three. Now, top three is kind of a series we do from time to time where uh, basically John David in his vast wisdom and experience chooses top three of something. Oh, let me show you how sophisticated <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to share and educate the rest of us. Now, we've done things like cherry blends. Uh, we've done things like dark fired blends. Uh, this is actually a, a top three that was sent in, a suggestion that was sent in about picking out top three 
to uh, tobaccos for breakfast. Like basically, you're yeah. waking up in the morning. You got your bean fruit coffee. You got yeah. your eggs and bacon, and uh, and you want to smoke along with it either before or after. And these are top three breakfast blends. That's it from John David Cole's personal uh, that, selection. Isn't that something? <laughs> what you got for us, man? man? Yeah, this is exciting. So let's let's think about let, let's kind of define the the. Uh, category here and set the playing field oh, yeah, yeah. right that's so good, you know we're talking about breakfast blends and when we think about smoking in the morning um, it evokes a lot of different uh, ideas to different people so you've got folks that uh, well let's take a breakfast blend coffee for instance okay oh, yeah, Bre- yeah. breakfast blend coffees tend to be my favorite they're um, they're a lighter roast lighter roast uh, higher caffeine more more caffeinated tend to be um, kind of naturally sweet uh, real uh, real bright uh, and maybe some maybe some floral elements there but but lots of strength. Um, some folks, what wakes them up is not necessarily the caffeine, but you know they want something that has a uh, a richer flavor, something that has a just a real bold uh, kind of mm. kick, you know. And so you slap think you those, in the face. You think of those folks that uh, really, you know, the flavor is is what's more important to them. So they've got kind of the uh, French roast or even Italian roast, where you're just basically torching these beans and getting getting every little <laughs> bit you can out of them, you know. But right. um, you know, so lower in caffeine, but um, you know, but but got. You got flavor in spades, you know, and um, and so we can think of tobacco obviously the same way. A lot of folks, when they think of a breakfast blend, um, they you know tend to think of something kind of light and airy, uh, something that is more uh, just real, real puffable, easy to go, kind of get your head on straight type thing. Um, you know, in the morning. And so a lot of those blends, because they are lighter, they have the, you know, opportunity, uh, you know, if they're heavier in burleys or something like that to have more nicotine in them, which is, which is kind of interesting. Um, but then again, you've got folks that, that want to go the other direction. Right. And so the, the flavor profile of that is, is more important to them. They want the bold, rich flavors that kind of gives their tongue a workout early in the morning. Um, and so you're not focused again as much on perhaps the nicotine or the, you know, the strength of it, but, but the flavor strength is more important to you it's an interesting dichotomy if you think about it so you know without quite revealing yet what you've chosen when you were thinking through the the three the top three to pick out for this for this episode were you trying to be cognizant of the different uh flavor profiles or or were you kind of specifically choosing for yourself yeah i i I was i was being cognizant of the flavor profiles and then i ignored them all completely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, you know, I'm talking about for my for myself here. And, yeah, and, and who are you? Like when it comes down to it, like yeah. what which which one of these people are you in yeah. terms of what wakes you up in the morning? Well, and I tend to be someone that you know in the morning I want something smooth, something that doesn't challenge me uh, particularly. You know, as far as a. Uh, flavor profile goes, but something that does have plenty of punch and power to it. Gotcha. So yeah, so I, I'm the breakfast blend guy. I'm the guy that like you know wants that light roast with the with the heavy caffeine hit. So so does that make sense? Yeah. Let's paint the picture a little bit more here. Yeah. Like, I do you because like in my mind that that kind of style also goes with like a an easy wake up in the morning, not necessarily that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like I, I see a John David Cole kind of, you know, rising with the sun, maybe Penny's licking your face or something like right, that. Right, right. A little bit easier riser. Or, but how do you, how do you wake up in the morning? Yeah. It, my, my morning routine consists of, of, of uh, me being annoyed by my dog Penny. I, I figured. Uh, which, you know, has, <laughs> has not a lot to do with me and more to do with uh, going to the bathroom. But um, <laughs> so anyway, we wake up and then we go make coffee. My, my, actually my uh, choice coffee as of late has been, uh, community coffee, which of course is, um, you know, kind of native to this part of the world, but you know, there's yeah. a lot of, a lot of coffees that are similar to that. But, but anyway, uh, so we like, you know, we like to get coffee, uh, bathrobes are typically involved to some degree, particularly when it's a little cooler for outside. you and Penny, uh, for Penny as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. for Penny as well. She, she has her own bathrobe. I'm, I'm picturing uh, Baxter from Anchorman. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. She, she has an ascot. Yeah, it's right, very, right. very uh, none of <laughs> n- 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 none of this is true. Um, and then uh, yeah, and and then you know typically if the morning is cool enough, then a, a pipe, you know. And so um, so so these are some places that I personally might turn and and wanted to um, you know kind of kind of point people in that direction. So. First, the uh, first one, and these are in no particular order as of one, two, three. This is just a top three. So uh, we're kind of putting all these together. But the, the the first one I'll talk about tonight is uh, Rainer Gold Label 71. Um, and, and we've mentioned this kind of in passing before. 
on the show. I've got a can of it right here, Bo. I'll let you take a look at it. This is a, uh, I, I love what Rainer does with these little paint cans. You know, it's kind of their, uh, yeah, that's get, a just hefty, just a right hefty, there. hefty tin. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty neat. But, um, one of those tins you want to hang on to so you can put like, you know, something in it afterwards or whatever. But, <laughs> right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're listening like and if you're listening and not viewing, you know, you, you think of a, um, just a, basically a small paint can, uh, smaller than like a quart size, you know, uh, thing of paint. And, uh, yeah, it's, and it's, it's their gold label, Rainer. Rainer, of course, is a German company. Um, and they, um, are, also, believe it or not, imported by Munger International, which was not planned. But uh, Steve, of course, is um, oh, well, you know you uh, uh, sponsoring our event, which is kind of neat. But I'll um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll read on the back here. It says a tobacco for connoisseurs, a very special blend of Golden Virginia from the USA and from Southeast Africa, with a little bit of white burley. A touch of perique rounds off the pure tobacco taste. Long flake slices rolled, and so um, I'll let you take a look at this before I kind of yeah, describe, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. describe the describe uh, the the flavor somewhat. You should mention, of course, you know, gold labeled, also gold tinned. Like it's uh, yes, this is a this is a gold like a brass looking tin. Yeah. yeah, Midas picked up this tobacco. All right, so. When you buy Rainer 71, again, you, you open the can and you think of like flake tobacco and all, I'm, I'm intentionally, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm intentionally hiding this from you uh, so you can't see it. But you think of flake tobaccos uh, having a certain characteristic to it. What they've done at, at Rainer is they've taken these long uh, plugs of tobacco and then cut them into very long strips and coiled them up. And so you have these beautiful, beautiful slices. Ooh, Isn't that awesome? That is nice. And so you, you pull it out, and it, and, it, and another thing that makes it feel like breakfast is that it, it's like a piece of bacon. That was, that was, that was <laughs> the first thing that actually jumped into my mind. Isn't that amazing? This uh, The slices, and, and maybe this is just from, uh, you know, you, you kind of putting them through the uh, the old breakfast system already. Yeah, but they're kind of they're disheveled already, now. Yeah, they're already kind of disheveled. Do they, are they typically tighter packed than that? They or? are. They are. Yeah, th- this can is uh, not have a lot left in it, honestly because I smoke it pretty regularly. It's one of those that I want to keep around. But um, And I'm actually smoking it in my um, in my Eagle Claw Meerschaum tonight, uh, which I, I thought, okay, what's the gaudiest pipe, uh, the most ridiculous pipe that I could smoke tonight on air? Uh, and, and, of course, I thought about my, my Clawfoot Meerschaum. Uh, smoking the no, Rainer 71. to the show. That's a yeah, good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sm- smoking the Rainer Gold Label 71 uh, in the Clawfoot. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really fine tobacco. I mean, the 10 note is... I, it's like anything I've ever smelled here. I, I want to dive into this like right as of now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This smells amazing. So let's talk about, you know, a little bit, uh, some of the reasons I chose this particular blend. And again, we're talking about, you know, blends that, you know, might have some of that, you know, sense of uh, breakfast blend style coffee, you know, something you might, you might buy uh, at a coffee shop, something that is uh, light, generally kind of floral or sweet. Um, you know, just naturally, but then also uh, has a nice punch to it. And of course, the Rainer, I think, has all those things in spades. Uh, you've got these light Virginias that when it's paired with this white burley that they use, it's a just a real beautiful leaf. And, and of course, they press it in these uh, these giant plugs that they eventually, you know, slice into these strips. But um, it's got a natural sweetness to it that is very simple. The tobacco uh, comes across very straightforward. It's got just, uh, you know, kind of that uh, natural hay flavor without too much butter, citrus, lemon, uh, anything like that uh, going on. You, you might get a little honey uh, in it, which uh, they say it does maybe have a little bit of topping from honey on it, which is kind of interesting. But um, but it's very, very, very muted, and, and I would never consider this an aromatic tobacco. But, interesting. Um, and so, you know, you, you've kind of got these these light notes, but then the perique, just on the very back end, particularly on the sides of your tongue, just adds this nice uh, dash of pepper. I didn't smell any perique. Yeah, it's, it's, it's lurking in there. It really is. So... Um, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where you've got the Virginias and the white burley pairing with the Perique, and it yeah. kind of adds this creaminess uh, along with the pepper, which I think is just really, really pleasing for morning. Man. Yeah. Uh, excellent suggestion, man. Uh, you know, one of the things, actually, when, I, when I'm when i breathing it in, yeah. uh, there's <laughs> there's like an English breakfast tea kind of smell to it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. That You know, a lot of folks, when they smell these uh, Virginia Flakes, uh, particularly Virginia Periques, uh, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I hear that. I get, uh, of course, you know, when you open a can of, uh, of Virginias, uh, particularly from folks like McClellan, you get that, you know, uh, ketchup-y kind of smell. But then other folks get a um, kind of a tea flavor. I, I yeah. very regularly hear green tea. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, when you open up the jar, for instance, behind us of Luxury Navy Flake uh, by Peter Stokeby, you know, it's just, it's that overwhelming kind of, uh, 
kind of kind of gentle tea smell. It's really pleasing. You know, it's wild. Like I, I when when smelling that before, I would have never like picked that out. But maybe it's because I've been in a breakfast mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like yeah. these flavors are kind of uh, jumping up to mind in terms of uh, what what also makes sense with the same. Uh, smoking experience that goes around with having your pipe at breakfast. Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good. So uh, again, this is uh, the the Rainer number seventy one gold label. All right. Yep. And uh, it's kind of expensive to be honest. It comes in a hundred gram tin. Is that the only size? Uh, that's the only size it comes in. Hundred gram tin. Uh, and and you do pay a lot for it. I think MSRP on it is between thirty and thirty five dollars for gotcha. for the can. So um, that's US. So you know if you're overseas, you're going to pay pay quite a bit for it. But, gotcha. Yeah. I'll be bumming some off of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel, feel free to have a feel free to have some, but not too much. <laughs> as a friend, not right. as a tobacconist. That is how I will be getting some. Food. Oh no! Right, right, right. right. I just yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that's clear. Yeah, no, that that's that's correct, that's and, right. and probably even that would uh, not hold up. But anyway, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, God bless us. Um, oh, yeah. Man. So number two on our list, which um, I, I don't have either of the other two with me tonight, but um, number two, I wanted to talk about. We're kind of pivoting into a new direction here, and this is um, not particularly. I guess what you would call consistent for me as far as some of my own things, uh, own desires on breakfast blends, but, um, or or at least what you would think, I think, but, but for me, I, I, this is a, this is a fun one to insert here. I want to talk about Cornell and Deal Byzantium. Okay. Ooh, that's a fun name. Now, this is a fun name and and it's interesting. Every time we get a tin of Byzantium in the shop, uh, I've got, I've got these people that are are very highly interested in this in this particular uh, tobacco, huh. and their last names either are Greek, or they are uh, some type of uh, Russian, or they're uh, Eastern Orthodox in faith. <laughs> so it's just really? really well, it's just really interesting. There's kind of you know I think when people hear about Byzantium, I mean, it evokes kind of the Constantine, the Byzantine Empire, and uh, oh, yeah. you know all okay. this kind yeah, of stuff, yeah, yeah. and so it's 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 the East, you know, it's it's kind of uh it's kind of Christendom in the East, you know, it's just kind of this interesting thought, and so uh, we have a lot of folks that come in for Byzantium, and I'm like, oh, what <laughs> what what piques that interest? And they're like, well, I go to the Orthodox Church down the street, I got to have some Byzantium. So this happens regularly. I Fair enough. It's man. very that's it's very that's it's very interesting. That's bizarreantium. <laughs> Waka waka. No, that was, that was a stretch. You just fell on your face. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I what I like about Byzantium, and, and you know, again, this is this is going to be kind of taking a hard left turn here, but for those that are okay with waking up with a pat, you know, with a palate of something that's very full flavored, we're talking about a uh, you know an Oriental blend that's got just a ton of Latakia in it. So mm-hmm. uh, this is a rich, bold flavor. Um, but I think what's nice about this with the, the Byzantium, it, it pulls off this thing of having the boldness of Latakia and the Orientals, but also a nice, uh, nicotine strength to it. And so, uh, that, that's one thing that where the Rainer 71 excels because it is, uh, kind of light, airy and floral, uh, but it's got a lot of the nicotine. Well, the Byzantium, it, it pulls off this balance of having the rich flavors, having the robust, you know, silky, you know, velvety, rich Latakia flavors. But then, uh, you know, being able to take that and and pair it up nicely with a nice, uh, you know, nicotine strength to it. And, and so Byzantium has both those things. And I think that's hard to pull off in a tobacco. Uh, and so I wanted to, wanted to bring it out. Because it's got so much Latakia, obviously we're talking about a really cool smoke. Uh, something that burns easy, cool, very oily tobaccos, so just kind of smolders in there real nicely, you know. But but you're not going to have those bright flavors. Uh, you're going to have just a, a whole host of uh, you know rich dark flavors, and, and and most of which I think people would get things like uh, plum and dried fruit, and you know almost a cabernet type nature to it. Real yeah, rich yeah. and velvety, but. Um, but the reason I like Byzantium is it's got a really nice strength to it, which uh, I think is appropriate for the morning. So, um, so I'm gonna put that as my number two for uh, breakfast blunt. Gotcha. Yeah, the yep. ten is um, kind of kind of straightforward. A little nice little uh, classy look to it. White with yeah. the Cornell and Deal uh, logo or, or the the wording uh, kind of written over and over on on the striped. Um, you know, in the, in the theater yeah. of the mind, I'm, I'm describing it. However, you know, you, the, the YouTube uh, live viewers can see very clearly. We don't actually have this one in front <laughs> 10 of it in the shop, uh, currently. Cause you know, every time we get one, it, it tends to run out, but, um, yeah, it's one of those tobaccos that it's extremely full bodied, but I think pulls off the balance nicely with, uh, you know, with the, um, nicotine and, and just with a nice punch. 
Is uh, so do you know how long it's been around? Like, is that you know? I know that we talked to one of the master blenders uh, or the master blender for Cornell. Yeah, and Jeremy, Deal. I and actually don't know how long this particular tobacco has been around. I don't. Cornell and Deal, of course, um, we love them. You know, always have sold their products and believe in what they do. Um, one thing about Cornell and Deal is they have. 58 million tobaccos. <laughs> they have so many tobacco blends. So sometimes it's kind of hard to keep up with which ones are which and which ones have been introduced when. Uh, no, because no, they're no. just Hang on, 58 million? No, I'm I'm, I'm kidding. Like okay, it's, okay, okay, yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a gr- ridiculous you know, number, but like... I was going with you there for it's a minute. Me- it's meant to be a ridiculous number. Okay, right? okay. Yeah, just, imagine just, getting all that through the FDA. I was That's about to say, great. Like, that, that, there's just no way that exists. But, I they, know they, got a but they do. They have so many different options, which, uh, you know, for, for a lot of is really fun because we are constantly getting to try these new things. But um, but anyway, Byzantium is one of the um, ones in their lineup that we sell a good bit of here at the Squire, and uh, and I enjoy it in the morning. Uh, is kind of a nice change up to you know some of my more um, more lighter flavors. So okay, Cornell and Deal. Uh, I don't want to tell you how to run your business. Uh, however, <laughs> I'm about uh, to tell you how to run your. business. I don't know if you've seen those <laughs> Big Bang Theory shirts that say Bazinga. You should do that in the exact same style and make it say Byzantium. I like that. I can that get needs on board to happen. With that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Byzantium. Yep. Uh, excellent. All right. Last on the list, or, or is this first on? Because I know you don't necessarily put them in Th- order. This is not. This is not last on. It, they're not in any order. Okay. I'm bad about that. L- La- Pe- people really want me to put in one, two, and three order, and and I I kind of refuse to do that. So last, I, but certainly not least. But last, but not least, but but probably number one uh, on on the market out there. Okay. And, and of course, that is Dunhill's early morning pipe. Um, mm. Now, of course, we've got a tobacco here um, that obviously the name evokes, you know, waking up. And for goodness sakes, there's a rooster and a rising sun on the front of the tin. <laughs> I know. I know. It looks like you should have your uh, two sunny side up eggs right next to yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That actually might not be a sun. It might be a pancake and an egg. Oh, but, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it's a it's a beautiful tobacco. It's been around, of course, forever. I think this tobacco is 100 years old. Um, and, and it And it's one of those that, yeah, you know, everyone's like, well, that's good for the morning. And. Uh, a lot of people um, automatically assume that that would be on this list, and I really gave this some thought. I didn't want to just put it on there because it's called Early Morning Pipe, but uh, we have had a few folks, uh, you know, write in, of course, mention that uh, that that is that is this is their morning blend, and and I think it's fun because um, because it, what Dunhill did here, of course, years ago. Uh, was create a blend that has enough characteristics to to really make something nice to wake up mm-hmm. to. So, um, so what we've got on Dunhill Dunhill Early Morning Pipe, uh, of course, uh, you know you can imagine Latakia, uh, Turkish tobaccos with Virginia. I'll read uh, the description on Tobacco Reviews: is sweet Oriental careful sweet Oriental carefully blended with bright and red Virginias, pressed lightly pressed and lightly stoved. Great as the first pipe, arousing the palate for further pleasures of the day. So um, this does have Latakia in it, um, which I think is is interesting. But the Latakia again, it's kind of uh, more nuanced. We've got a it's 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 obviously an English blend. You've got Latakia present; it's there and noticeable. But um, it's not overwhelming some of the other flavors, which mm-hmm. I think really play a nice balance role. So uh, we do have these Virginias. The Orientals, which kind of add a zestiness to it, are, are really nice. And so you've got this almost citrusy uh, thing kind of playing along with the with the under, you know, velvety undertones of the Latakia. But um, I, I think that what makes this such a popular blend is that it gives folks that enjoy Latakia enough to pique their interest for the day yeah. without kind of overwhelming them. It's not that... Uh, that lat bomb that you might want like after a big old steak meal or something at nighttime. You know what I mean? It's yeah, something yeah, yeah. that's very sippable uh, during the morning. You can continue to uh, smoke it and, and kind of get your head on straight and not, um, you know, not get overwhelmed with the flavor, but it certainly has enough flavor to keep you very interested and uh, and kind of get your juices going. So um, the Orientals and the Virginias, you know, provide enough sweetness in this tobacco um, for it to just have this kind of... Uh, I don't know, just a nice, uh, you know, pleasant, florally, just just sweetness. You know, you might put with your orange juice or something, you know, kind of to, to go along with your morning. But then uh, the Latakia is really, it's obviously there, 
but it's not overwhelming as far as the uh, as far as the the flavor profile goes. So, and well selected. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned you don't want to choose it. You mean you want to go about the merits of the tobacco, not necessarily the marketing. But at the same time, marketing goes a long way into you know how the enjoyment overall of the tobacco. And I mean, uh, clearly this is one that uh, they they knew what they were doing when they when they, they blended it and uh, and they when did. they packaged it. And, so. and and I think there's a reason why so many people have selected them over the years to smoke in the morning, which is uh which is you know interesting. Um, but again, you've got these, you know, just lots of different flavors going on, but overall the, the sweetness of the Virginias and the Orientals, I think are, are paired nicely with the Latakia and, um, and it, it just gives you something, uh, you know, complex enough to wake up to, but not, not overwhelming. So that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Man. Got some runners up, uh, got, uh, runners up, of course, um, you know, can't talk about, uh, you know, breakfast really without talking about lane one Q. Got to talk about lane one oh, Q. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of folks love that. Just a real, uh, nice kind of hint of vanilla, uh, in the morning if, if you prefer more aromatic type stuff. Um, I wanted to mention, uh, others like Haddo's Delight, which I thought was good. Um, Haddo's Delight, if you want something more full bodied, uh, you know, we talked about that, you know, featuring some dark fired burly and, um, something that's going to be more of a punch, but still not too overwhelming as far as the flavors go. Uh, McClellan Oriental 14 too. I, I thought I'd mention that. Um, the Oriental 14, you know, you've got a, this kind of Scottish style mixture, but the, the Latakia lurks in the background, even though again, like the early morning pipe, it's there. Um, uh, it, it's not overwhelming, which is, which is really pleasant. So good, good morning mixture. Uh, and then Gordon Pims. I thought, I thought, uh, Gordon Pims was a, was a good runner up too. I almost, Threw him in the mix as well, but um, but anyway, some some tobaccos to to give a thought to. That's good, man. We also got some great thoughts from our live audience as well, who's been tweeting in uh, throughout this uh, this top three. Uh, episode and we've got Wes Brown who uh, who mentions the Dunhill EMP. Yeah, uh, Jeff Griffin, he's uh, John Griffin rather. He's kind of mixing it up here with a little Dunhill nightcap. Yeah, uh, is actually how he starts his morning, which is <laughs> really good. <laughs> uh, we also got Portland Paul made, uh, saying his breakfast blend fifty fifty smooth, delicious, and comforting. Uh, he's actually got a picture here of uh, Scotty's uh, Scotty's pancake. And uh, McClellan number six twenty. So I'm guessing what he's saying is doing fifty fifty of yeah. those two. Which yeah, is, looks like it. Uh, doing a little custom mixing right there. Anything uh, named uh, Scotty's pancake has got to be pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would hope so. We've also got Vladimir on Twitter who uh, is saying uh, Sutliff Sunrise Smoke, um, and also a uh, lot, lot more actually coming in here as I'm kind of coming through. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Sutliff Sunrise Smoke. Of course, uh, our friend. Uh, Brian Levine is uh, talking about Amphora and McCraney's Red Ribbon. McCraney's a, a great uh, tobacconist in the Carolinas. What and else do we, we have? Got, how about, uh, we'll finish it up with, with Russ Hicks, who says uh, McClellan Black uh, Black Shag and number 27. There you go. Well, there, there you, you go. go. Great, uh, great breakfast uh, blends across the board there. And, yeah. Uh, and a great top three that you've curated. <clears throat> Thank you, sir. Yeah, no, you cur- curation, tobacco curation. I think there's uh, there's there's something to be said for uh, that as a skill set. You know, and what I love about this man is that you know the 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 imagery, right? You know, waking up in the morning, getting your coffee, getting your breakfast, uh, having a pipe to get your start, you know, day, to your day started. I love the imagery. I love kind of that classic imagery that comes along with that. Uh, and you know, when it comes to classic imagery, you know, the people that know classic imagery probably better than anybody else. And the entire corncob pipe scene, Missouri Meerschaum. Missouri Meerschaum, <laughs> and it's uh, it is apropos because we actually have a pipe sponsoring this show uh, today, which is a very classic pipe, and it is actually the Huck Finn, the Huck Finn from Missouri Meerschaum. I love the Huck Finn. I've always said that this is a pipe that uh, if the Bing's favorite wanted to be a corncob pipe, uh, it, it would it would probably choose to be a Huck Finn. Right. And, and, I, and I like that. You've got a kind of a smallish bowl, a little tall, a little tall, smallish bowl. It's the kind of a oval shape and uh, just a real generous shank and then generous stem uh, proportioned with that. So you're talking about a long pipe uh, with kind of a smallish uh, style tall bowl. And uh, it just it's really handy, feels good in the hand. Uh, obviously, most of these are going to be, uh, you know, kind of rough finished. It's got the lacquer on there, which oh, kind of yeah. gives it a nice uh, golden sheen to it. But uh, just a beautiful pipe and uh, one that's very totable, but, um, you know, because it's so light, but, uh, but also gives you something nice to change up with because of the length. See, but. and now in my head, now I'm picturing uh, Bing sitting there with Huck as they're going down the Mississippi River. 
<laughs> no, boy, the conversations some. they would have. <laughs> Bing would probably like chew him up, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, probably would. Like maybe you need to pull over, you know, get a job or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Huck Finn might uh, just throw him off the side of the raft. I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a uh, beautiful pipe. They and, have uh, something very like different it. in each one's pipe. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Bing didn't have the tobacco in his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the Huck Finn pipe, classic pipe from Missouri Meerschaum. Hey, if you don't have a Missouri Meerschaum pipe, this is a great one to get. But uh, better yet, if you already do have a Huck Finn from Missouri Meerschaum, take yourself a selfie as you're smoking it this week. Uh, we will retweet that out on the Twitters. And uh, yeah, it's a great way to show them love for showing love to us in this show. Pipe question of the week. All right, my question of the week comes in from Parker Brunson, who says, uh, I've been looking for a good tinned cherry blend and was wondering if you gents had any recommendations. Thanks. Blessings. Again, that's from Park Brunson. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I should mention, too, before you even uh, to jump into it. Well, no, actually, I'll let you jump into it, and then I'll mention it afterwards. So what, what you saying, John David? Yeah. Well, a, a cherry blend that a lot of folks are getting on board with right now, and if we're talking about tinned tobaccos, of course, I've got a whole array of bulk tobaccos that I could point you to, things like uh, McClellan. And triple cherry, uh, take six. You've got, uh, I mean, they just the list runneth over. Uh, Sutle of Z50. All these are you know good blends that a lot of tobacconists use and this and that. But um, but in the in the tinned area, I would highly recommend a uh, a tin that's that's just really popular right now. It's, it has a uh, shall we say a cult following. I see what you did there. And it's called Blood Red Moon from Cult Tobacco. <laughs> and of course, Cult makes uh, cigars, but they've got just a really wildly popular tin series right now um and of course uh this is a you know just a regular style tin it's got kind of a beautiful uh pitchfork thing going on on the front blood red moon yeah yeah the the description says this dark decadent blend combines fire cured cavendish bright virginias and burleys with the delicious aromas of royal and cherry and dark chocolate a bit sweet extremely rich and unquestionably smooth so uh i I would definitely point you in the direction of that folks have been really loving this and uh it's been been flying off the shelves of course um you know you've got other things like the um you know things like the cao cherry bomb Mm -hmm. and uh you know the middleton's uh cherry blend is of course real popular a longtime favorite for uh folks across the world so um, but anyway, all these things are uh, options for you to, to try out. But I, I definitely point you to the, the cult Blood Red Moon. Gotcha, gotcha. And, you know, one thing to, to make mention of as well is, you know, we're doing a top three tonight, but actually our first ever top three yeah. was done uh, on specifically cherry blends. And so if you go back into the uh, Country Squire Radio archives, you'll see a top three cherry blends. I encourage you to check out that episode. That's it. Great question. Bright, great pipe question of the week, Parker. We really appreciate you sending that in. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send that in, send that in to us, CSR at Pottery.com. That's it. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire question. Bring them. All right, man. These quick fire questions come in as they have the last couple of weeks on thispipelife.com. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from The Wandering Dude. Okay. Okay. And uh, my expectation here is that this is a uh, someone whose name is very much inspired by uh, The Dude. Yeah, okay. Of, uh, of uh, Big Lebowski Yeah, fame. the Big Lebowski, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I could be wrong. Uh, I'll, that I'll... makes me want a white Russian all I'll... of a sudden. <laughs> Does it? And, and a bathrobe. A Caucasian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, the, uh, was the dude abides, right? I can't remember. I, I don't know about you, but I take a lot of comfort in that. <laughs> dude abides. Uh, man, I, yeah, we need to read. See, now that's a movie. If we were to ever pair pipe tobacco in movies, that would be one. Yeah, I could get on board with that. All right. I'm yeah, hold maybe you not to breakfast that. food, but maybe, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. All right. The Wandering Dude. Here's the quick five questions. Are you ready, sir? Yes. All right. Here we go. Bass or trout? Trout. I like bass, but. But trout. Trout tastes better. I'm not going to go to a five-star restaurant and order bass. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. not that you can, but like, I mean, I don't think you can, but, um, but yeah, you, you, you get trout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, down here when it actually comes to fishing, fishing, you're, you're more likely to catch bass than you are you trout. You are. Yeah, you uh, are. But having caught trout before, it's, it, they, they just, they're pretty fish. Yeah. Uh, spin or casting reel? Man, all these questions are probably not very good for me. Uh, <laughs> I would go... Whichever one has the push button on the bottom of it. Is that a casting reel? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think that's I think, right. I think when I think of the spin ones, I think of those uh, kind of freehand ones where you, the uh, the string is exposed on it, you know? Right. I, you can tell I go fishing every day, right? <laughs> Trust me, you, you should you should see the stuff I pull in. It's, it's spectacular. 
So I use a spinning reel, uh, yeah. and I and I prefer it. Um, the casting reel, you know, obviously it's it's the one that we all started off with, right? It's yeah. like the little tiny yeah. fishing pole that your parents got you, you had the yeah. little button on it and everything. But the problem with those, as you as you use it more, or at least for me anyway, is that they're more difficult to kind of keep up with. So yeah. that if the line gets all tangled up, you have to like deconstruct it in order to make it work. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go spin. Okay. Live bait or lures? Uh, lures, because I don't have to deal with the worm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if you want to catch something, obviously, live bait would be better, but I hear you. It like, probably I've, depends on the, the fish, though, right? I yeah, mean, I depending so. on kind of what you're going after, like, you know, some things prefer things that are glittery and have tentacles and all these things that, you know, really don't exist in nature, so we just go buy something crazy at Bass Pro Shop. And then some some things just, you know, prefer a, a live worm or a cricket. See, that's the thing. Yeah, crickets, I, w- I could never fish with a cricket. Like, really? My, my, back in the day, my grandfather would only exclusively use crickets. And they're just, for me anyway, they're so difficult to hang on to while you're hooking them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I can never hook a worm all that well, but typically nine times out of ten, I'm using worms yeah. uh, rather than rather than lures. But I okay. do like the convenience of the lures. Um, so, yeah, if I actually want to catch something, then uh, live bait. Live if I'm bait. just going out there just to hang out and want to, you know, just... Try my luck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going lures. Yeah. All right. And then finally, a tackle box or fishing vest? Uh, I like the idea of a fishing vest better, better, but I'd have to go with tackle box because uh, I could keep all my little widgets in it and mm-hmm. they would all have their own little compartment. All right. Fair enough. Uh, for me, <laughs> it is both. I've uh, Typically, when I go fishing, I bring my tackle box, but I also have my vest on me. Um, mostly so I can keep my pipe in my bed. There you honestly. go. There you go. That yeah. that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. There Good you question. Go. I wish I fished. I'm not a fisher person. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's like one time that you came out and we went fishing together and, and you just yeah, kinda, it almost broke my back. Yeah, you did, didn't you? <laughs> it was terrible. Oh yeah, it was terrible. Uh, my, you're, never, uh, you're never going out my, there again. My, my my rear end was uh, it, it was in uh, it was in bad shape. I slipped on a rock. You gotta, I mean, you gotta give me a little a little credit. No, I, no, I no. tried for like five. minutes. You saw wet jagged rocks and you thought, let me just stand. Oh, stand I think right I'll here. stand precariously on that and try to take pictures. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> Again, this come in from uh, the wandering dude, specifically on the forums at thispipelife.com. Of course, thispipelife.com, a uh, wonderful online community of pipe smokers. Uh, I will actually probably be hitting him up on thispipelife.com to ask him uh, if, in fact, his name is inspired by uh, the Big Lebowski. I mean, it's got to be. But uh, but yeah, great, great individuals, great folks, great personalities. You want to head up uh, to thispipelife.com. If you're not done so already, register yourself. It's absolutely free to do uh, to, to join this online community. And we encourage you to actually use the code CSR when you do it to let them know that you heard about it on this program. Yeah. This pipe life is great because it gives you the opportunity to interact with folks from, you know, obviously across the country uh, that, that have similar interests, but may, may be able to answer questions like this, you know, aside from me and Bo, you know, being informative to you as well. So, um, you know, uh, get on there. There's, there's great opportunities to, uh, you know, have fun with other pipe smokers, but also learn a whole lot. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man. Listener feedback this week. We got some great listener feedback, and uh, the first one is is actually more uh, imagery than it is uh, anything else. Uh, you know, last week we did this whole episode. Oh, on, this is great uh, on pets and pipe culture and and how kind of pets play into pipe culture. And and uh, you know, the feedback that we got was great. One person, one person's tail, one person's pet <laughs> in particular, really stood out to us, I think, and and to many listeners. And that is of uh, this guy who mentions his chihuahua, yeah. who helps him pick out his whiskeys and his tobaccos. And yeah. in fact, I, I think, I mean, I, I can't remember if we joked about it or if we actually read that the chihuahua actually drinks the whiskey sometimes. No, I, no, I think so occasionally, but, he, you know, he, he helps him select the blend. So it's like, which, you know, which one would you go to? And, you know, it's like, well, does he sniff this one more or this one more? And it, it becomes very apparent to Gary uh, which one is uh, the the favorite pick? So uh, yeah. So obviously he he sent us a picture of this uh, very talented uh, uh, dog. Yeah. So yeah, as you mentioned, <laughs> uh, Gary was the one that that, that sent in the uh, the the story. His dog here, Cody, uh, sent us a picture. It's up on Country Squire Radio on the Facebook group. If you haven't taken a look at it already, and uh, all I can say is that dog is like chilled out. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like he might be a couple fingers in on uh, maybe some Jameson. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he, he may have. Uh, in fact, even in the picture, uh, Gary mentions that the, the dog's trying to get out of gin and tonic. Gary, I think I think Cody got a little bit of the <laughs> he gin might, and tonic. He might have got some without you looking. <laughs> That's right. Did you see the picture that uh, our friend Jim Deshane sent us with uh, his giant? He was listening to our uh, episode Pipes and Pets and uh, had this giant black lab sitting in his uh, sitting in his lap. This oh, is when yeah, you went out, yeah, this yeah. Went, out, went out of town. But anyway, it was really 
really cool that Jim uh, got to send that in. So um, pretty great. We got a lot of good feedback on that show, and I think uh, think folks had a lot of fun connecting with that. Yeah, absolutely. We got also uh, some more comments, uh, listener feedback in. Josh uh, Gandy, who writes in, says, You guys are awesome. I'm in North Dakota working for the next few weeks, uh, but as soon as I get back into the state, I'm coming to get some more tobacco. Got to try that Indian Outlaw. Man, love Indian Outlaw. Dude, Josh, thank you so much, man. Uh, you know, speaking of new tobaccos, I think this is something that a lot of people on the uh, the live show, as they've been tweeting in, have been asking. We've got this big jar right now they can see on uh, on the YouTube channel. That's right. Yeah. And like, you know, <laughs> people are asking. They're like, what is this? And in all fairness, there's literally like this big star that's like plastered on the front of it. That that's says, right. New. new. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's great. Yeah, we have a um, tobacco that debuted over the summer. Uh, that is new, and it's called Lowland Pine. And uh, I tell you what, Bo, Bo, if you will rotate that jar uh, just a little bit, maybe so the camera folks can see it. Uh, perfect. Um, this is actually Caleb the Intern's first blend. This is the first blend <gasps> oh. that Caleb the Intern ever developed. Much and, like his first steps into the world of tobacco. Or his first words, yeah. yeah. He oh, did a really good job. I'm really proud of him. Yeah. yeah he, he worked really hard at it. And uh, and and what he did is he took a um, burley that we've been aging here in the shop for quite some time that uh, we've been trying to just kind of figure out how do we utilize this particular tobacco. And um, so so he took this, this special burley and uh, paired it with just a very a uh, subtle kiss of Latakia, Black Cavendish, and some Virginias, and uh, and just made a really nice uh, kind of English aromatic style blend. It's uh it's very light on the Latakia, and it's very light on the aromatics. The 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 Ford is going to be that burly Virginia taste. It has kind of a kind of a pine cedary flavor, yeah. which is kind of where we get that name. I but, would imagine that would go um, well with a nice peaty scotch. Really, really good. Really goes well with the with the nice uh nice peaty scotch. So, but uh, anyway, that is that is Lowland Pine, and soon you'll be able to get it on our website. So uh, check that out soon and we will have it available. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also got Thomas Golden who wrote in. He said, uh, there's a podcast called the, uh, quote, Humans of Rapid City. Uh, he, did, he just finished being interviewed for that particular podcast and ended up talking a lot about Country Squire Radio. That's awesome. Uh, and his own pipe smoking and carving and such. So uh, he said, I uh, don't know uh, when it would when it will release, but thought he would share. So yeah, any look, anytime you guys, uh, if, if anybody ever puts a mic or a camera in front of you, you let them know you listen to Country Squire Radio. <laughs> and we'll share that out. Hey, one other thing I wanted to mention tonight, we had an incredible, and I meant to mention this at the top of the show, but we had an amazing pipe pilgrimage this past week. Really? And it was totally impromptu. Of course, I've I've got our uh, handy-dandy guest book here, which I is love the uh, guest filling book. up. I, I wish I would have had this from the beginning of CSR because uh, we just had so many, you know, dozens of people now stop by and uh, take pictures and, and just become a part of our, our, you know, community here at the shop. But, um, man, we had, we had a beautiful couple— uh, Christian and Yolanda, um, they were from Switzerland. I'm not going to try to pronounce their last name because Switzerland. because I cannot. But uh, Chris and Yolanda, they came um, on a grand tour of the southeast uh, just as kind of on their summer holiday. Wait. I know. Wait. I know. <laughs> I know. A grand tour of the southeast, and they're from freaking Switzerland. Uh-huh. It, it, they did that. Uh-huh. Isn't that amazing? Well, I mean, the weather this time of year... It's perfect, right? Yeah, no, I mean, okay. And I, I, I basically had the same conversation with them. I was like, you New left Orleans, Switzerland, Florida, um, right? Uh, Memphis, like Mississippi, just in in general, the you Blues just, Trail of Mississippi. You yeah, know, there. Uh, you know, we joke, but no, there there's, is there's lots to do. But you, you know, you came at the time of year where you know mosquitoes are are, are breeding, and you could cut the air with a knife. So right. But, hey, but but that, they were loving it. They were loving that's it. That's awesome. And, and they planned their whole trip around taking a day here at the Country Squire. And, and it was so amazing. They, uh, of course, um, you know, were just, uh, you know, kind of planned it where they could pass through and hit some other spots. They wanted to see some of the rural countryside in Mississippi where folks still grow cotton and things like that. They were going to go down to Natchez and uh, I think check out some of the history there. But um, anyway, it was just really special. I got to spend that's the whole awesome. morning with this lovely couple. Uh, Chris is actually originally from... Um, Croatia, which is interesting. There's, yeah, of course we have a, a pipe carver from Croatia that we you know support and and believe in his pipes, Davrin Denovic. Yeah, uh, who does a lot of work with Morda Olive, and uh, and he thought that was that was interesting. But um, this is great, lovely couple that uh, decided to take time out of their vacation to uh, to to come here, and man. Uh, man, it was just really good. Got to talk shop with him, talk tobacco, and uh, kind of what the pipe culture is in in Europe. And of course, it's very different. He admired you know some of the options we have, but uh, I think. 
think they, you know, they have some some traditions over there that are enviable as well. So uh, anyway, Chris and Yolanda, if you're listening, we uh, really appreciate you coming by. It meant a lot. And uh, man, these these pipe pilgrimages, they they really um, they're they're they are so special. They're one of the most special things that people can honor us with yeah, because they literally take time um, out of their extremely busy schedules to to come to a, a hamlet like Jackson, Mississippi, <laughs> to hang out with us, and it's uh it's really cool. That's so um, anyway, uh, a shout out to y'all. We appreciate y'all coming. You got by. you got you got a picture with them, right? I did. I sure good. did. Yeah. Good, good, good. I'm I'm telling you, man, you got this blank wall right now, and the thing it's like, probably it, it it it's probably ready. Like other other shops, like throw yeah. up select. Celebrities and everything. I yeah. say very specifically, <laughs> if like like our celebrities are our listeners, our you know li- I mean? they are like y'all they really y'all are. are the people that we celebrate. That's what a celebrity is: people that you celebrate. We celebrate you. So if if ever you were to do a celebrity wall, you, you're, you've got the pictures already rolling. Huh? <laughs> all these great great folks. It was really cool. Thanks for coming by, y'all. All right, guys. So thanks so much for all of that wonderful listener feedback. And hey, we want to encourage you to write into the show, tweet us throughout the week, uh, Facebook message. Hey, write us an iTunes review. You know, this is a great thing that you can that do. That helps a lot. Yeah. yeah, going on to iTunes, writing us a review. And then don't subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on the Satchel Podcast Player. Or do both. You yeah, know? Well, yeah, do, <laughs> do what you got to do. You know, it's, it's great. But the great thing, of course, with Satchel is you can help support the show. Send mm-hmm. us a few dollars, which is really, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, and by the way, if you are using Satchel, we got a brand new version of it that just came out uh, a couple days ago. It it is solid. We're really, really proud of it. Um, and so we're, we're looking for you guys to, uh, if, if, if you tested it out a while back, come on back, try it out. Let us know what you think. If you like it, go ahead and rate that. That, that goes a long way as well. So uh, re- review Country Squire Radio. And uh, if you're using Satchel, go ahead and write us a app review for that as well. <laughs> exactly. Keep up with us throughout the week. You can uh, follow us on the Facebooks, facebook.com slash Country Squire Radio. You can follow us on the Twitter as well. You can follow me at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And of course, uh, all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com, where you can tune in live on Monday nights at 6.30 p.m. Central. That's 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. We'd love for you guys to join us on the live show. We uh, always love getting the, the live feedback. You know, something like this, too, where... Uh, you know, the, the topics are curated or are based off of uh, taste. You know, obviously your palate is uh, is one of the most uh, coveted palates in the entire tobacco world. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. But, it, but, <laughs> but, but you know, I, I do have a palate that, you know, I think has, uh, you know, been around the block a few times. And, and what's fun is to be able to compare that with um, with our listeners' ideas, you yeah. know. And, and so we get a lot of really cool feedback there. Um, pretty great. All right, guys. Thank you all so much for, uh, for tuning in for the live show. Uh, man, we got... So so many great events coming up, of course, that it's we've exciting. already mentioned. Yeah, October 22nd, baby. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. October 15th, Long Smoke Competition here in Jackson. And, um, yeah, tonight's a presidential debate. Oh, Thanks. gosh. Well, you you watch the debate. You know what I'm going to do? You're going to bed. I'm going home to sleep. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what. Let's go have a night. See you, brother. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.